Hey everyone, Justin's nephew Jackson wants to tell you where to go if you want to support the show. Yeah. Pay, Pay. Jury. Daily. Dot com. Nailed it. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome, welcome, welcome to the Jury Daily Program. My name is Justin Robert Young. I indeed do this show daily. Uh, you know, every once in a while, much like the parrot in the Monty Python sketch, I pine for the fjords, except in my case, it is South Florida. I love South Florida. I miss South Florida. I very often think of South Florida in my good times there and and one of the really rites of passage as I was growing up in South Florida was a, a fairly sporadic sports success. Now luckily, I was around for a couple World Series. You know, that's pretty cool. The Marlins had a really cool uh, a run, but nobody was ever really sustained good. In fact, I moved away right as the heat had gotten LeBron James, Chris Bosh, and uh, to add to Dwayne Wade. Now, I don't root for a lot of South Florida teams, but, you know, it is just something that permeates the air. More specifically, it's things that I can make fun of my friends about because they're actual South Florida sports fans. But despite the fact that uh, the Miami Marlins are a god-awful franchise, they are... Uh, aside from those two random wins, which, by the way, were immediately like as if they could not stand success. It was burning their hand both times that the Marlins were good. They immediately sold off their team <laughs> like they were just there's no such thing as like, oh, OK, cool. Well, here's success. Let's build on it. It's here's success. Let's sell everything we can. As if, uh, you know, you needed to make money immediately. It was like cash for gold. As soon as everything was good, immediately sell it. So the Marlins used to play where the Dolphins play in between Fort Lauderdale and Miami. Now they moved into downtown Miami. The hope was that now that they had their own stadium, they'd be able to have the kind of revenue to compete on a regular basis. Psych. But... In a landscape where wins are hard to come by for the Marlins, they got one where it counted. And that is, of course, social media. Here's a story that I just want to, I just, before we even get to the story, I just need to tell you about this. So this was a back and forth between the Marlins social media account and the Tampa Bay Rays social media account. Now, if you aren't, obsessive about Twitter and sports. This is a trend that's happened over the last 10 years. So you know how like brands will have very personal kind of Twitter accounts that that'll feel like 
a a brand is kind of like coming to life and telling you something funny or witty or winky. Well, in the same way that those brands are trying to reflect the products that they are representing, so like Wendy's being the third place uh, uh, fast food franchise is a little irreverent, right? Something like McDonald's is more just straight out advertising. Sports teams tend to get a little sassy. For whatever reason, the super sassy sports Twitter is now just a thing. It's like a mandatory thing. At a certain point, every single team needs to hire somebody who is sufficiently Twitter sassy and say, congratulations, you are now the official voice of the franchise. You are speaking for everybody on the field. You're speaking for everybody in the front office. It is quite simply one of the weirdest things that happens on the internet. So, the Tampa Bay Rays, who suck, have beaten the Miami Marlins, who, as it happens, also suck. The Miami Marlins post a clip that says, here's the man your third base coach warned you about showing a home run. That is then followed up by the sassy Tampa Bay Rays Twitter account that says, show the final out, meaning we won. The Miami Marlins say, I can't hear you, must be the Maple Leafs crunching. This is a reference to the fact that the Tampa Bay Rays have explored the idea of moving to Canada. Tampa Bay Rays return fire. Here's the broom we just used on you so you can clean them up meaning that the Tampa Bay Rays have swept the series that they just ended with the Miami Marlins. Now, standard fare. To be honest, if you're a fan of one of these two uh, teams and you're on Twitter, you're probably having a little bit of a chuckle. If you're a Marlins fan, you're like, ah, ha, ha, look, we're going back and forth. We lost the game, but maybe we've won the war on Twitter. If you're the Tampa Bay a Tampa Bay fan, you're like, oh, okay, look at that. Aha, gotcha. Let, let's get our final little uh, uh, victory dance. Until the Miami Marlins Twitter makes it a little bit too real. Miami Marlins, you, uh, to the Tampa Bay Rays, you're literally the animal that killed Steve Irwin. Log off. <laughs> I'll tell you what, man, there are sassy Twitter accounts, and then there are sassy Twitter accounts. You're literally the animal that killed Steve Irwin. <laughs> the idea that one, because, like, in my mind, it's so much funnier when you're thinking of an actual Marlin yelling at an actual manta ray. <laughs> that they're getting into an argument under the sea. And yelling at each other, <laughs> the Miami Marlins, or maybe it's even better that they're on Twitter. They're both in the ocean, but they're on Twitter. I wonder if they both have phones. Or maybe the Manta Ray has a laptop or a tablet. I'm not sure. I mean, definitely the Miami Marlins have a pointy nose that's like a stylus, so maybe they have like a Blackberry or something. But in true Marlin fashion... Not even this win could be savored. Much like all those fire sales back when I was a kid, the Marlins have uh, apologized for such spicy rhetoric. A team statement reads as follows. This was a regrettable uh, exchange by our otherwise creative social media team. 
Unfortunately, in this medium, sometimes we swing and miss, and this was definitely a miss. The Marlins, to their credit, have not deleted the offending tweet. They left it up there uh, and just said, hey, guys, like everyone who grew up watching him, we miss Steve. We're so sorry to have made light of his passing. As it turns out, Marlins on Twitter, same as the ocean, have no balls. We're going to stay in the world of semi-sports here for the news story today. This is from Deadspin. (laughs) It's another Twitter story. (laughs) So apparently there's a movie called The Duff. I I, I barely remember it, and I had to watch the trailer just to familiarize myself. But it was uh, in the vein of Mean Girls. In fact, the, the, the trailer kind of heralded it as this decade's version of Mean Girls. But our main character, played by Mae Whitman, she was Anne on Arrested Development. Her? She is the Duff, the designated ugly fat friend. So this is a bunch of, you know, high school hierarchy kind of stuff. And she needs to figure out a way to be cool. And the way she does it is by becoming closer friends with her childhood uh, friend, Wesley, played by Robbie Amell, and uh, he's a jock. He's like the quarterback, right? So here's what happens. Somebody, apparently, in the year of our Lord 2019, is watching teenage comedy The Duff. And while they are doing so, they notice that there's a moment in the movie wherein... Uh, the star quarterback, played by Robbie Amell, Wesley, is trying to throw a football, but it is very weird. Very weird. I would highly recommend you go Google uh, uh, Robbie Amell, the, the, the Duff, and I'm sure some news stories will uh, uh, have something. We'll have we'll have the clip here, but basically, he's like the throwing motion goes kind of forward for like half of what would be a normal throwing motion, at which point he releases the football and then shoots his arm outward uh, in... in I have no idea what is even happening here. So this gets started by Marcus Mosher. He's verified. God knows what this guy is doing. Oh, he is host of the uh, Locked On Cowboys and managing editor of the Raiders Wire. A, con- a, a, a sports writer and contributor to The Athletic, Bleacher Report, and Pro Football Weekly. So he's a sports writer. I, I, I could have fucking guessed that there was some sort of weirdness coming out of it. I mean, the idea that someone's like, oh my God, I have to watch the Duff, but then also I need to analyze the throwing motion of the quarterback and the Duff and record it as a gif and put it on the internet. That is the kind of weird and lonely behavior that is very consistent with the American sports writer. Although I'm sorry, Marcus. I mean, you did give me this content, so I should be I should be saying thank you. So thank you. This is then picked up by nationally syndicated uh, sports talk radio host Colin Cowherd, who says brutal may lead my show tomorrow. This is where our story takes a bit of a turn because the actor Wesley himself, Robbie Amell, 
says, this is my actual nightmare. Responding to Colin Cowherd. There's a PA standing two feet from me who has to catch these balls so they don't hit thousands of dollars of camera equipment and lightning uh, and lighting setup. I've been dreading these tweets since the first time I saw the movie. So this is somebody who is terrified, has been terrified since the moment he first saw the movie and realized himself that his throwing motion was super weird. That he's been waiting for this moment, and not only was it just bubbling up around some random writers, now it has been picked up as a national sports radio topic. So what do you do? Imagine you're Robbie. How do you handle this? Do you just turn off your phone, give yourself a nice little chuckle, and move on with your life? Come on, bro. You can't bro-leave what happened in the most bro-y way to react to some bro-y-ass tweets. That man had to prove that he knows how to throw a football. So what did he do? He pumped up a football and had to record himself doing it. So who's going to record him doing it? Oh, what about... His pregnant actress girlfriend. For real, she starts tweeting along with the entire thing. Uh, these guys are ruining my fucking date night. At Robbie Amell is outside pumping up a football that I'm definitely going to be asked to film him throwing. I hope whichever grown man started this really enjoyed watching his teenage rom-com. <laughs> And so Robbie Amell responded to the initial sports writer and said, apologies to my very pregnant wife, Italia Ricci, for having to video this. She's in no condition to catch. It's not perfect, but at least it's better than the movie Off to Salvage Date Night. And here is the audio of him throwing the football. Hopefully you'll be able to, to, to just hear the crisp throwing motion. I know how ridiculous this is. Marcus, you're a dick. Can you hear the annoyance in his wife's voice in the okay? Listen to it again. Okay. Look, I am a well-studied and practiced expert at annoying my wife. I know exactly the sounds that an annoyed wife makes. Now, I have never experienced a pregnant annoyed wife. That seems like dangerous ground to tread. But I now know, as a framework, it sounds a little something like... Okay. Also, Robbie Amell is not related to Stephen Amell, and Natalia Ricci is not related to Christina Ricci. Okay. Okay. You can always email the show jurydaily at gmail.com. That is jurydaily at gmail.com. Trench, one of my faves, Trench writes in, uh, does this make Ninja the Chris Jericho of Mixer? All right, a little inside wrestling question. Uh, back in the 90s, Chris Jericho was one of the big, uh, a big pivotal moment where a star from one dying wrestling company came over to the thriving exciting company uh that was that was there to win so it really depends on where you think things are going 
I would more likely say if, let's say, Mixer has a bit of a run, the most popular organic person from Mixer coming to Twitch would be more of a closer analog to WCW and WWF in that Twitch has the longer tenure. They've done it for a longer time. WCW was very popular. It was, a, 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 you know, but then it eventually went away after being mismanaged. But if you were going to say that Mixer is WCW and Twitch is the WWF, then Ninja would really be the Hulk Hogan. Or maybe even the Macho Man. I forgot who got there first. But a big established star that now gives casual fans a reason to go check out their product. That's who I would say Ninja is. Ninja, in that field, he's basically the Hulk Hogan or the Macho Man. That's a segment I like to call, is it possible to even alienate wrestling fans from a wrestling conversation? All right, folks, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for joining us today. I want to remind you guys that you can email the show, jurydaily at gmail.com. You can head on over to uh, support us at payjurydaily.com. I want to thank our producers, the folks that really make this entire show possible each and every single day. Bill, Dustin, Robert H., Brian C., uh, M., Trey the Melodica Man, Adam, Middle-Aged Mike, and Harry Lee Smith. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Justin R. Young. And, of course, join our Discord, bit.ly slash jury discord. A big thanks to Open Bayou and the Reverend Puck for sending in our jury stories today. Until tomorrow, this is your old pal Justin Robert Young saying, please, give a round of applause for Mr. Wacky. But more importantly, please, don't, don't! Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>